Welcome to WWE Voices. I'm Arthur Zakowitz. Today, my co-host, Evan Clark, is going to be chatting with Stephanie Horton, who's the Global Consumer Marketing Director of Commerce at Google. Stephanie will be discussing how Google shopping not only enhances market visibility, but also empowers merchants. Welcome to WWD Voices. I'm Evan Clark, and it is my pleasure to welcome Google's Stephanie Horton. Thanks so much for being here today, Stephanie. Thanks, Evan. So happy to be here with you. Yeah. So we're going to go over all things Google Shopping today and how it fits into the e-commerce landscape. But let's start with your background. How did you find your way to the center of the search universe? <laughs> I've been a little bit in the search universe for the past few years. Um, you know, started out in publishing um, with stints at the New York Times and Vogue, and then after Vogue, actually moved to Amazon, uh, where I headed up search um, and marketing for ShopUp, um, and then. From there, moved to London for about six years to be CMO of Farfetch. Um, so again, kind of a get the e-commerce search um, landscape, and then went back to the states to work with Alexander Wang for a couple years, uh, more in the strategy form, but a lot of uh, reformatting of our e-commerce uh, landscape, and then um, Google Shopping. So you right. know, kind of have had a a curvy way here, but you know, finally arrived. So, but that's a lot of Farfetch, Amazon, Google, Alexander Wang. That's a lot of high fashion, high, you know, big heavyweight uh, e-commerce. So mm -hmm. uh, you, you've seen the industry, the, the whole e-commerce shopping, online shopping experience from sort of many angles here. What is Google shopping? I think, you know, there's a lot of it, it's people know it, it know it exists. And I think a lot of people kind of run into it in their day to day Googling. But what is it? And, and what, what are you up to over there? Yeah, sure. I think the big, the easiest way to answer that question is like, what is it and what is it not? Right. Um, I think, you know, our mission is really um, about, you know, really trying to connect shoppers with merchants, regardless of where their final transaction occurs. So we are not a marketplace. We are not a retailer. What we're trying to do is really connect shoppers and merchants, you know, with what they need to do wherever they check out, like regardless of where they check out. So we're really working toward that mission in a few ways. Um, in one way is, you know, building more visual search to our experiences on Google. So it's designed to feel like a real digital window shopping experience. So if you're searching for something online, say, I'm just going to say white denim jacket. You know, we've been doing workers, you know, like a lot of uh, things with, uh, you know, with reviews and information and style guides and price tracking so that you have all the information you need to make the best decision of where to check out. Okay. So it, when you go to Google and you type in white denim jacket mm -hmm. and you get a little tile of little thumbnail pictures of white denim jackets, and that's, that's sort of your, your entryway into Google shopping. It's kind of your entryway into Google Shopping, but I think what you'll see now is that you get more than little thumbnails. You get a more visual, what we're calling browsy experience. So you also get information on product reviews, style guides, and might pull in some YouTube video on how to wear a white denim jacket. You can filter by size, by brand. So it is your entryway in, but I think the initial experience that you get is now a little more 
um, enhanced and again, browsy and visual, which makes the shopping experience a little more of that window shopping um, experience that I mentioned before. Right, right. And then so Google, of course, does not have a stockpile of white denim jackets, but you're sending, you're sending that, that online user to everything from the local mom and pop to the Macy's to the mega e-commerce companies? We're sending you everywhere and the the more you use filters. So if you say nearby, we might be sending you to your local mom and pop. If you just have a general query, maybe you'll get more examples of where you can buy it. But then again, you might say, I want to filter by price or I want to price compare. So that might again, uh, you know, know, limit down your uh, search results so that you have the right thing and you're getting what you want, the right price, the location, et cetera. Right. So Google is ginormous. Yes. How big is Google Shopping? Google Shopping is pretty big. And we get about 1 billion shopping queries a day. So that's a lot of people coming to Google Shopping. Um, so it, it's it's big. <laughs> right, right. So and that um, I think as people think about e-commerce and fashion and just e-commerce and generally Google's not the first thing that that you think about and I think there's this statistic well maybe you think about but I think playing devil's advocate yes I think a lot of people um I I, the statistic I've heard a million times of you know 50 percent of all online shopping journeys start on Amazon so are you and I think the perception is, well, Amazon is just one that they, they, they've done that. You know, is that the case? Are you competing with Amazon? It- we're not competing with uh, with anyone. I think what, what we're saying, again, is that this is where you start your shopping journey. So it's really not about, you know, going to like if you were going to a, a pure play or a retailer and typing in what you need and trying to check out there. This is more about comparison. It's more about search. It's more about getting information. I think, you know, Google itself was built on knowledge information and this whole knowledge graph and shopping is built on the same thing, but with a shopping graph. So it's really designed designed to take whatever query you have and bring in all the information around that so that you can make the most educated a comprehensive decision. So we're not trying to compete with a pure player. We're trying to say, this is where you start your journey so we can get you to the Amazon or the Walmart or the Saks Fifth Avenue or the Home Depot, um, depending on what you're searching for. Right, right. So that whole thing of Amazon versus Google and this kind of shot, it's a, it's a misnomer. It's you're, you're playing different games um, entirely. So it sounds like this whole effort is very much Google being Google, trying to uh, serve up the best, most relevant search results and how to get information quickly. And this is just the shopping world. So this is Google's solution for that. Exactly. I think, you know, again, like I think the, you know, Google is based on knowledge and information. And so this is just giving you knowledge and information, but around shopping and, you know, hopefully also giving you inspiration and discovery um, in addition to that. Right. So how do you do that? How do you do the inspiration and discovery? Is that is there somewhere do you have stylists somewhere who are doing something or is this all algorithmic or? 
Well, yeah, it's still pulling in. Again, the shopping graph is, you know, an AI enhanced model that organizes all the information. So again, if we go back to our white denim jacket, you know, example, we can pull in information that, you know, everything that has like white denim jackets. So if it's a YouTube video, it's, you know, people describing how to wear it. If it's like, you know, the top white denim jacket, you know, so we're giving you more information about this. So again, that you can make the most educated experience and a more browsy experience now that we've kind of gone and enhanced the visual experience of um, shopping right because that I mean, that's the right that's the beauty of or the horror of online of that somebody's got somebody has a deep dive youtube video on a, on the best white denim jacket so yeah. if i'm searching white denim jacket you're going you're in the background there finding that and serving it up and exactly and exactly. then connect and, and because connect- of like the, knowledge, the shopping graph and like the AI enhancements, we, we're pulling all that information and, and serving it to you in one in one go. Right. So you mentioned the more you use it, the 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 better it gets. Is that is does Google have an is the Google shopping algorithm getting smarter about me every time I I type in something? So we're, we're going towards more of a personalized approach. I think, you know, right now it, it, it's not based on like, you know, you came last time and bought this and now now we know everything about you. That's not, you know, we're not trying to do that at all. Um, but we will uh, be going towards a more personalized approach so that you can lock in like brands and, you know, kind of what you're searching for consistently. And is there an area that you usually search for? So that we will be kind of going towards that to give you a more personalized, personalized experience as you shop. Right. And, you know, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting kind of thought that person, as you drill down, you know, it, it feels like, and this might not be your, you know, exactly what you specialize in, but does it start feeding me more information that I like, you know, is it, is it, is it an effective discovery pattern or platform if you're, you know, because I, I, as I think of personalization, does it just start kind of thinking, well, you like this and not serve up new things? Like, does it have, is it smart enough or is it going to be smart enough to start to give you like fresh looks of something you didn't know you liked? Well, it's a, is it, yeah, it's a measured approach, right? Because obviously privacy and security are very important. So we don't want to start pulling information that, that, that we don't want to pull. So I think that that's the first thing. Um, but I think again, like what we're looking at is having um, mechanisms to ask you like what your what your preferences are and it will be learned on that behavior so that once we know your preferences, you will be served more things that you probably didn't think you wanted along the lines of what you've stated your preferences were. Right, so more of kind of clicking into the Google shopping world and then saying, I want casual exactly. looks or something and then so it will more, yeah so more of an immersive experience right so it, it sounds like the more you the more you put into it the more you get out of it 100 percent. right so um and then where i know how amazon makes money i know how e-commerce companies make money is how does google shopping make money or is that even is that even the here Yeah, I think, you know, we build our products, obviously, again, to help, um, you know, the ecosystem. So many of them are free to use. 
So, you know, in service of the broader ecosystem, which in this case means retailers um, and online shoppers, we're making it free and easier for retailers of all sizes to sell online, which should mean more options for shoppers across the board. Because again, I think our focus is the ecosystem. So having lots of merchants for shoppers to look into and having lots of shoppers for merchants to, you know, shop their goods. Um, So as always, you know, ads will remain a valuable way for retailers to promote their products above and beyond the programs we're enabling, but I think we start with kind of how are we enhancing the ecosystem and that is through our free listings. Right. So anybody anybody who has a store can, you know, kind of claim their Google shopping little space yeah. and and connect into the system, but then you can you can feed and you can pay more and get more, I guess what, local recommendations or more prominence in search or something. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, as always, ads will obviously enhance your your experience. Um, so you can definitely go that route. But the primary focus here is, is our free listings, which became free in 2020. Right. So and then I, can you talk a little bit more about how Google is just I think of it as this ginormous tech giant that just has tons of data about everything and all this AI and all this stuff. How does Google shopping really kind of take advantage of the whole of Google and all the information and skills and tech? And Yes, I think it's a good question. And in simple ter- terms, Google shopping technologies are built on Google search technologies. So to dive a little deeper, for years, Google search has relied on what I talked about a little before, which is the knowledge graph. Um, which is a surface structured from information from the most relevant results, right? So if you, if you search something on Google, you get the most re- relevant results around your search. So within shopping, we rely on the shopping graph. So it's an AI enhanced uh, model that organizes a huge deal of shopping information um, and it understands products, sellers, brands, inventory reviews, how these attributes relate to one another. Um, and, and the key takeaway here is that the technology works in real time. So you can discover and shop for products that are available right now. So, you know, when you're typing in, again, white, our favorite white denim jacket, you know, um, near me, um, you know, right, the, the shopping graph is working and giving you everything around that que- uh, query. If you're right, the best white denim jacket, again, the shopping graph is working to give you information around that query. Right. So kind of you, you have the easy job of just trying to put the world of shopping at everybody's fingertips. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so what's just that? Just, just that. Um, and to take a moment to speak with us. Uh, so what do you like? You've kind of got two sides of the equation here, right? The the, the consumers or the people typing and shopping, yeah. and the merchants. What's the what's the mission? What comes next for the shoppers? What what are you? How's this experience going to be changing for them as you're building and develop? Yeah, I mean, I think we're always trying to, you know, build for, you know, where what people want and, you know, land, I think what we're calling, um, you know, meet shoppers where they are. So I think, we, you know, we're continuously looking at the shopping landscape, how we can make it easier, you know, how we can improve those shopping journeys, you know, so whether it be enhancing some of our shop value features, which, you know, right now you can filter by black owned, women owned, really leading into those and, and, and getting more of those out or, um, you know, really in, enabling omni-channel, I think, um, 
you know, the industry has been describing omni-channel as a trend for a really long time. I think we obviously now know it's here to stay um, and people expect to know whether something's in stock and store before they're going there or, you know, where to find it. We've seen huge upticks in uh, searches for products near me. Um, so have developed tools around this, like our, and also our in-stock filter to help people find what they're looking for in their neighborhood. Um, so I think people are really you know, really eager to adapt new technology, especially within AI, because it helps them move seamlessly between offline and online. So I think you'll see more um, in that realm of really helping people navigate between the online and offline worlds and also really continuing um, in the shop value space. Right. It's interesting because, you know, we've heard Omni, you're right, we've heard Omnichannel for so many years. And I think everyone has a slightly different definition of that. Yeah. And here, um, it sounds like you you can almost, you know, it seems like stores that aren't omni-channel will almost have omni-channel thrust upon them in, 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 some, in some way. Because here you, Google has this, has information and is directing people kind of almost depending on how much the stores buy in or not. Yeah, and I think the consumers really led that trend, right? I mean, I think they now expect like if they're in a store, you know, is it in another store? Is it on your website? Like, I think they, I think people just expect that you know everyone to know all the information and then to be able to get all that information no matter where they are or how they're shopping. So I think the consumer, especially um, you know coming out of the pandemic, has really forced that trend. And yeah, I think everyone and somewhere or other, they're on board even if they don't know it. Even with like basic things like click and collect and things that were developed over there, I think it's really, um, you know, it, it really is kind of a vision into what people are thinking and how they're thinking of shopping. Right, and I, that was, I wanted to, to drill down on that some. You're sitting on a ginormous pile of the amount of data, consumer shopping data, and we've just gone through this whole period where e-commerce had a huge rush during the pandemic. Now it's backing off a little bit. What's your take on the consumer? What's your view on how people are using online shopping, where they're headed, what they're doing, how they're how they've changed? I think they're very much still using online shopping, but I think as everything has shifted, I think people are using things in different ways and for different reasons. Like people now may be using it to check inventory before they go to the store, you know, instead of just like, this is where I'm going to make all my transactions. People might be going into stores to browse and have an experience and then go home and purchase. So I think people are using all these mediums very differently. And I think that's where we started to look at this and develop tools to help people, whether they're trying to check things out before they go or they want to go and come back, that we have the right tools to facilitate the shopping journey. Right. So so you still see the traffic. You still see people are still typing away, but they're just maybe they're looking which store not instead of sitting on your couch locked down and quarantined of and, you know, buying your white denim jacket, but finding which store to go out to and exactly. who is the best price or or whatever exactly. um and then are are you reading anything about the the world and how merchants are using this your the platform the service yeah i mean i think you know the great thing about you know 
shopping on Google and, you know, what it does for merchants. I think, you know, it, it, we made it again, as we talked about before, free for all merchants in 2020. Um, and it, I think the whole point is to really empower them um, to grow. So the tools show, you know, how others are pricing similar items, tools to help them understand their competitive landscape on a product category level and take action to improve their visibility, tools to show how best sellers are performing. Um, so I think what we're trying to do for merchants is really help them get discovered, you know, no matter what size they are. So from, you know, the big box retailers to the mom and pops, you know, really helping them increase their visibility and make sure they're doing the right things to really be discoverable um, online as well as offline. Right. So, you know, it's interesting. I think about, as I think about retailers, retailers in particular, but also brands, and you know this from working in the industry, uber competitive on on everything. And um, that really shapes a lot of the dynamic. Um, There's a lot of frenemies and enemies and, you know, all, all of this. But Google shopping isn't so much a part of that. You're kind of, and you're sort of a seeking to be a connective tissue yeah, in, in the think, industry. I think what we're really trying to do is empower the industry, right? And empower all of these brands, um, retailers to really be able to make decisions with enhanced visibility into their business. So really developing tools to help them see and make decisions that are gonna that are gonna be best for them. So I would I would probably yeah say that we were more empowering merchants than trying to be a part of like that whole mix right so there's almost there's things you know about stores that they don't know about themselves well there's information that we can tell like you know again like we can say you know how are others pricing similar items like are you competitive um do you understand your competitive um, landscape on a category level like we can we can help with that um and take action so they can improve like you know do you know your best sellers in categories like we can help you with that. So yes, it's really giving them tools to enhance the visibility of their business and empower them to make the right decisions so that they can be competitive. Right, and it certainly, it, it feels like, have you seen a, um, a pullback from e-commerce? Like that's the big, big picture from the consumers that, um, you know, that there was a talk about e-commerce, a pivot to e-commerce that's now pivoted back. Does that, is that borne out in what you've seen? I mean, I think it's part of our whole like omni-channel conversation that we just had. I think, you know, definitely consumers, um, you know, coming out of the pandemic, they can go to stores now. And so so we see that happening. So I don't think we see a pullback from, um, you know, e-commerce and and the effect of like, you know, no one's no one's online shopping. I think it's just how people are utilizing these channels are maybe a little different. But I think, you know, people are still utilizing all of these channels. Right. So then what what comes next? What comes next for Google shopping, for the world, for fashion? I mean, I can't speak for the world. <laughs> um, it's okay if that's out of your purview. Um, you know, I mean, I, I would love to, you know, maybe that would help you, you know, I don't know. But I could yeah. make another stratosphere, but yeah, I can't really speak for the world. But I think, you know, I can speak to um, Google Shopping. And I think it's a lot of what we um, talked about before. So I think it's really, 
um, making sure that we're meeting consumers where they are, um, having the right tools and, um, you know, experiences for them to really uh, thrive in this new omni-channel world. So, you know, creating more things around, you know, shipping and inventory, uh, you know, insights and, you know, price tracking and reviews. And then again, really leaning into values-based shopping because we really do see a big uptick in people wanting to know, like, what's that Black-owned, Latinx-owned, Latino-owned, women-owned business? Um, so we'll be really leading into a lot of that. So do you have to, for that values-based, is that something you have to opt into? Do you have to kind of cite that as a preference? Yeah, and we're, we're developing lots of filters too. So you'll be able to uh, soon, um, in the upcoming 12 months, be able to filter by all these things. So you don't even have to type it in. You'll be able to see it as an option to filter. Uh, right, so you could go into your Google Shopping kind of in yeah. your browser and say like, I want to be supporting local businesses and Latino owned businesses or, or, or whatever, sustainable businesses. And exactly. that will, you'll get yeah. preference. You'll get will you, will you know when you get the result? Will it say, you know, so there'll be badge. Like right now we have black owned badge that's live um, and women owned and soon we'll have Latinx owned, you know, sustainably is something that we're looking at in, into 23. So, yeah, so it'll all be badged in a way that you'll be able to clearly cite what, what you're looking for, see what you're looking for. It's interesting. I mean, Google's uh, you, you've, you've got a fascinating mirror on the industry because you're, you're touching on all the diversity on, you know, shit you just mentioned you know shipping or you know omni-channel all the things that in fact the industry is caring about you guys are doing something kind of parallel to yes but i mean like, well yeah i mean i think i think we you know in general if you know if we say what we do i mean our role is really to surface the most relevant helpful information um, to consumers and connecting them with merchants. So, you know, when we're looking for shoppers, so, you know, you won't, you see much curation within our actual product, but when we're telling our story through our marketing channels, curation is a big part. So I think for us, it's really about reinforcing, um, you know, that helpful, relevant uh, information that really connects consumers to merchants. Right, right. Well, this has all been very relevant and helpful to us. So <laughs> thank, uh, thank you, Stephanie. This has been great. I uh, really appreciate the time. And thank you to all of our listeners. And stay tuned for another episode of WWD Voices. Thank you so much for having me, Evan.